Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Good morning. Some of you saw me carry this big folder up here and you thought, is he going to preach all of that this morning? No. <laughs> it's so I am so privileged to be here. Uh, my wife and I are so thrilled to be part of this wonderful body of Christ here in Allendale. And speaking of my wife, Audrey, stand up, this gorgeous woman. <laughs> Many years ago, 36 plus, almost 37 years, um, I was sitting on the platform with Pastor Dwayne Vanderklok, and I looked off and I was single. I was the president of the BTR club, Bachelor's Tell Rapture Club, <laughs> honorary president. <laughs> and I saw this wonderful, beautiful woman sitting off to my, to my right. And the Lord spoke to my heart and said, there's your wife. And I said, there's no way that uptown girl's going to have anything to do with this country boy, <laughs> you know. Um, but God's good. How many of you know God gives you not what you deserve, but he gives you more? more abundantly and um, that's so that's my wife she's wonderful and she told me she wasn't going to speak this morning so anyway but we're thrilled to be here and we've been living here in Allendale for 19 years and we've been praying and asking God for a church in in this community and uh, I think about three years ago Pastor Samuel came uh, called me up and said you know I'm starting a church in Allendale and I said, man, I just committed to another church to help them out. And he said, well, you know, let's get together. We had lunch. He shared with me um, what he was doing. And, uh, and then uh, we left the other church, came over here, and uh, been over here for over a year. So thank God. Amen. Well, um, in case you don't know, this is called the Bible. Okay. Uh, I, you know, it kind of dates me a little bit because I don't, I, I got all them little contraptions, but I'd rather, uh, I'd rather preach out of the Bible, okay? Um, now, I was thinking the other day back in, you know, the, in the young days of my ministry, I would preach anywhere. And uh, I, I really like street preaching. And uh, what street preaching is, is you just go on the corner, you grab your Bible, and you start preaching, Okay. And one of the things that we would do is I was, I was preaching then in the, in the number one crime district of Dallas, Texas. And I'd go out there and, and right across from the biker bar, and the, the homosexual bar was over here, the blues bar was over there, and the biker bar was over here, and I'd stand in between the three of them. And I'd just go out there and I'd take my Bible and I'd throw it on the ground. And I'd go, it's alive, it's alive, it's alive, it's alive. And it would draw a crowd. That's why I did it. Okay, I knew that that cowhide wasn't alive, but I, I did it to draw a crowd. And then I'd pick it up, and I thought, you know, nowadays if you take your iPhone 13 and throw it on the ground, first of all, somebody in that area of the country is going to snag it before it hits the ground and it's going to be gone, you know. But anyway, I still preach out of the Word of God, and I, I've been in ministry for 44 years full time. Um, actually, I got in ministry the day I got saved, March 20th, 
1970. Just down the road here on 56th Avenue in Tyler in Hudsonville, Jesus came into my heart and he changed my life forever. Forever. Wow. I'm still eternally grateful for what he's done. And I'm also grateful for every one of you because you're part of me. We are part of a body. We work together. We're together in this thing. And, uh, you know, the other day I was over at the chiropractor. I had surgery three weeks ago, I think it was, something like that. And uh, the doctor says, now take it easy for a couple weeks. Well, I don't listen to doctors too good. So I had to cut a couple trees down because I had missed most of the summer. So I went out there and cut a tree down. Now, now my wife don't know this yet, but but that tree actually fell on my head. And uh, I had my helmet on. You know, thank God I bought a helmet and put it on. Um, I mean, no helmets don't do any good sitting in the, on, the, on the tool rack, and you know. But I racked up my back. So I'm down at the chiropractor, and the chiropractor I go to is born again. Believer, loves the Lord. We talk about the Lord a lot while he's cracking me. And, and uh, I go, oh, and he goes, hallelujah. And then I, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, one of those things, you know. <laughs> um, but I started talking. I said, you know, these, this church over here. And when I did, the Holy Ghost said, you're talking about my bride. You're talking about my people. Now, do I agree with that church? No. Doctrinally, I don't agree. But you know what? I believe that there's people in that church organization that are born again. And they love God. And you know what? I needed to repent because of what I was saying. I want you to understand today that we are one body. We are together. Do you understand? Now, the Scripture that I'm going to be using today is found in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verse number 27 through 31. Now, I'm reading out of the New American Standard Version. Now, the reason I read out of the New American Standard Version, when I got saved, somebody gave me a King James Version, and I couldn't understand it. I remember going in there. used to be a Zondervan bookstore there in Jenison. I went in there, and I'm, I'm a hippie, okay? Now, my hair was evangelistic. It went out and didn't go down, okay? So I went in there. I probably had my hat on. I looked like Bozo the Clown. I was probably wearing a gold, old green army trench coat that went down to my ankles. I went in there, and I said to the lady behind the counter who was backing up as I said it, I said, I can't understand this thing. You got a Bible I can understand. She looked at me, she's in the back back room. There's a I think you can find something back there. And I went back there and I found a New American Standard Bible. And I picked it up and I could understand it. And so I read out a New American Standard, and this is what it says. First Corinthians twelfth chapter, verse twenty seven. Now we are Christ's body and individually members of it. We are. Didn't say we might be. Didn't say we could be. It said we are. 
Christ's body. We are one. If you're a born-again believer, in other words, if you said, Jesus, take my life, I trust you with my sin, I trust you with my life, then you're a born-again believer. And you know what? We are all part of the same body. We are together in this. Look at that person sitting next to you and say, we're together in this. We're together in this. We are part of one body. But the problem comes in the next phrase. We are individually members. Now, how many of you realize that only God could take one thing and fill it with individuals? You see, I want you to understand this morning that we are one body, but every one of us is an individual in that body. Every one of us has a place in that body. Every one of us. We are individually members. Do you know you're an individual? One of the mysteries of life is I look at people and I think, why are they always trying to be somebody else? Why are they trying to be somebody else? Why don't they just be who God made them to be. We are Christ's body. But in this body, each one of us is an individual. Do you understand? Each one of us was made by God with a purpose, with a reason. I want you to turn, if you have your Bibles, and you guys are back there in the tech area. You know what? I just want to say, I've missed five weeks because of a physical thing going on. But these guys blessed me because I live-streamed all five of those weeks. Not only did I live-stream, but I listened to Pastor Samuel again during the... How, we don't have a midweek service yet. Now, I think when we get into our building, we probably will. But we don't have a midweek, so I listened to Pastor Samuel again. And I get more out of it the second time, to be real honest with you. But thank you, tech guys. You guys are amazing. They're amazing. Man, you blessed me. You blessed so many people you don't even know about. But Psalms 139, verse 13. For you formed my inward parts, and you waved me... You weaved me, wove me in my mother's womb. I even stumble with New American Standard. Um, and I give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it well. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderfully, the Greek actually means distinctly made. Did you know you're distinctly made? 
distinctly. Distinct. It even sounds important, doesn't it, Joel? Distinctly. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, I'm distinct. Not, not I stink, but I am distinct. <laughs> you know what that means? I want you to understand what this means. That there's nobody like you anywhere. Nobody like you. Nobody. I've been privileged to, to go to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. Now, he's Dutch. I'm Dutch. But I'm not going to get into that prejudice thing that if you're not Dutch, you're not much. But anyway. <laughs> but I go in there and I didn't find one Leon de Han painting in the whole place. Not one. In fact, they won't even let me touch the glass in front of the painting by Van Gogh. Why? Because Van Gogh painted that painting distinctly. You and I have this privilege that God, the creator of heaven and earth and all that's in them, God distinctly formed you. And he made you to be an individual. So you are distinctly made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then he goes on and he says, My frame was not hidden from you. And when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me when I was yet there and was not one of them. God made you just like you are. He made you unique. He formed you. He gave you the body. How many of you have ever disliked your body? I think the older you get, the more dislike you can get for your body. You know, one of the things I don't like is when people uh, look at you and, they, and they, they look at you different. Okay? I told Xavier this a couple weeks ago, but the other day I was, out, I was in my truck and I was driving down Lake Michigan Drive, I was there at that light there at 48th and Lake Michigan Drive. And, and I've got one of my favorite bands on. It's called Resurrection Band, okay? For those of you who don't have any clue about what Resurrection Band, it's a, a Christian rock band from way back. And I'm sitting there and I am getting into the music, man. And this young lady pulls up next to me. And she looks at me like, are you having a stroke or what's going on? <laughs> I waved at her and she hit the gas and took off. <laughs> and I thought, 
you know, how come they don't like, how come they think that old men can't like music? You know? <laughs> but your frame was made just like you are. It was made. So we are individuals. We are individuals. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I firmly believe that one of the reasons why people don't do what they're called to do is because they don't know how awesome they are. We've got, a, got good friends of ours who have a little Down syndrome boy. You know what? That boy is fearfully and awesomely made. Now, you say, oh, that became an accident with the chromosomes. No. I mean, no, God don't make accidents. Now, that's not good English. God does not make accidents. And God does not make junk. And I know there's people here today that you have been struggling, 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 thinking that you're not good enough, that you're not able to do what God's given you to do. Maybe it's right here in this body. And you've been struggling. Well, I've got good news for you. You can do it. If God gave it to you, for, to you to do, you can do it. You are not junk. You are not secondhand. You are fearfully, distinctly, and awesomely made. But that's just half of my message. You see, God takes the unique people, the fearfully and awesomely made people, and he plants them in a body. It's called the body of Christ. He plants them in a local body of Christ. Life West. I've got a lot of friends in Allendale. I, like I said, I grew up actually in Hudsonville, just down the road here. But I've got friends, brothers and sisters in Christ. And they're still not part of a body. They got hurt. They got burned. And they still haven't been part of the body. And I've told them, I said, come out to Life West. Come out, you'll find the most amazing church. But you see, we need to realize that in our uniqueness, God has made us to fit. He's given us a place. You understand? Now, some of you are thinking, not me. I'm just a teenager. <laughs> you know what? Teenagers turn the world around. You know how old John was when he started following Jesus? John the Revelator. Not John the Baptist, John the Revelator. 
two different people. He was 13 years old, or right around 13 years old. I'm too old. <laughs> no. Look at Noah. He did something that never was done before because he put his faith in God. How old was Noah? He was older than I am, and that's fairly old. <laughs> I'm not smart enough. Hey, God takes the foolish things of this world and confounds the wise. That's why I'm here. You know, I was thinking the other day if my high school, which was Hudsonville High School, class of 71, if they would have had a category most likely to never succeed in anything in their life, out of one, hands down. But how many of you know God can take something that he made and make and do something with it? I'm not experienced. Well... How do you get experience? I run into preachers. I spend a lot of time talking to preachers. Pray for me. <laughs> they say, oh, I don't have anywhere else to, to preach. I'm a Bible school student. I have nowhere to preach. I said, go to the streets. You know, South Division, I think you can still preach on South Division, I believe Go to nursing homes. <laughs> I was preaching in a nursing home and this lady right in the front row, all of a sudden I'm, I'm preaching on Psalms 40. This is, this is indelibly etched in my mind. <laughs> preaching on Psalms 40. And she pipes up right in the middle of the service. He don't look like a preacher. You're uniquely made, but God made you to fit. Maybe circumstances and things have caused you to not fit. Maybe experiences have caused you to not fit. Hey, if you want to compare experiences, I'll meet you behind the stage here after the service. How many of you know you got experiences after 44 years of ministry? What I'm saying is God has got you and he's made you to fit in the body of Christ. I don't care who you are. You're unique. You're made by God. And you're made with a destiny, with a purpose. Do you understand? Don't let your experiences stop you from finding the place that God has for you to fit. Don't let your thinking cause you to not walk in the place that God has for you 
to fit. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. You know, my dad, he said, you know, Leon, there's no good excuses. Now, I didn't like it when he said it. But you know what? An excuse is just a reason not to do something. And if God's called you, and he's designed you, and he's tooled you and equipped you to do something, which he has, then there's no excuse not to. Capiche? Maybe a little Russian. Tenopenimayu! Nah. Do you understand? Yo nintende. I understand. God has given a place for you. quiet in here. Hopefully you're not sleeping. <laughs> Hopefully you're thinking. First Corinthians again, the 12th chapter. Verse number 28. Now I'm not going to go into this description. By the way, if you haven't taken growth tracks yet, you got to do it. Okay? You need to take growth tracks just for the sake of going and, 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 and they're going to help you discover your, your traits, your personalities, your giftings. So that's a commercial for growth tracks. Do it. First Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verse number 28, it, it deals with all the different areas of the body of Christ. And I'm not going to go into that, I don't think. But I want us to look at that third word up there. But God has appointed. God has appointed. I want you to look at yourself this time. Say, I'm appointed. I've been appointed. Now, this word appointed, it's the Greek word thenomai. And this word was used not by preachers, except for the Apostle Paul, but this word was used in the Greek culture. And it was used by Masons. Where's Charlie at? There he is. Charlie, one of my favorite people over there. But Charlie is, has been a Mason for how long, Charlie? S 60 years? 60 years. Now, if Charlie spoke Greek, which I don't think he does. No, okay. But if he spoke Greek, he would use this word often. Have you ever been to Breton Village Mall? I helped build part of that. And we were putting in planters. There were, I don't know if there still are. I haven't been there in many, many years. But there used to be planters where they plant flowers in, in Breton Village Mall. And one of the things that I was assigned to do is I was assigned to tend a mason as he 
built those planters out of fieldstone. And I would, he would say, okay, Leon, I need a stone. And so I'd pick up a stone. Now, those are pretty good-sized stones. But I'd pick up a stone, and I'd bring it over to him, and he'd say, "Now, nah, doesn't fit. Go get another stone. Now, I, I was wondering, you know, he was making good money, and I was barely making it. Why didn't he go get the stone? Anyway, um, but I'd bring him another stone. He'd look at it, and then he'd take that, that tool out, that hammer. What do you call that thing? That, and he'd start chiseling away at it. You know what he was doing? He was thinomai. That's what the word means. When it says God appointed us, it means that God took out his hammer and he chiseled us to fit. And you know what? That mason would take those stones. And they were rough stones. They came, I think they came from Pennsylvania or something like that. And he would take and he would form those stones. Not just to be individual stones. But he would form those stones to be perfectly fit into that wall. And when the Apostle Paul says that God appointed you, that means God took you and he chiseled you. He made you. Now, part of that chiseling is still going on. How many of you know we're a living body? We're not a dead body. Yeah, I see a couple heads moving, so I know you're not dead, okay? We're not a dead body. We're a living body. How many of you know living things change? I already told you, I think. Three weeks ago, I had surgery. I had a problem. I had a little gland called the parathyroid. Just like the, they say it's like a piece of rice, like a grain of rice. And man, that thing was giving me problems. I got to a point where I could hardly put two words together. Now, can you imagine that? A preacher not being able to put two words together. That's why I missed five weeks. That little gland was causing a lot of trouble. And what needed to happen is that little gland needed to go and it needed to be surgically removed. Because something was causing it, a tumor was causing it to be malformed. We see all of us are in the process of being chiseled. Even to this day, 
There are things that are going on in our lives where God is still at work within us to will and to do to his good pleasure. He's at work in you. He's at work in you. And you. And you. And you. He's at work within you. For his pleasure. But he's at also at work within you to, to help you to fit. In the church. His body. Do you understand? And so as we bring this message today to a close. I'm going to leave you with a challenge. I don't know if any of you listen to our our podcast devotional but almost every time I close the the podcast I leave a challenge first of all if you're here and you've never said Jesus be the Lord of my life we're going to in just a couple minutes give you that opportunity Second of all, if you're here and you're not part of a local body, we welcome you. You don't even know me. I don't need to know you. We welcome you. Just like you are. Hopefully you welcome us into your life. We're still being chiseled just like you are. Third, if you're here and you're active in this church and you're growing weary, please don't quit. We need you more than ever. We need you. You say, well, you don't know the mistakes I've made. Hey, I am the king of mistakes, I think. I've made a lot of them. So if you're in one of the last two categories, I'm going to challenge you to do this. Will you honestly go before the Father, the one who created you? You know, if I got a problem with my GMC truck, I don't go to the Ford manual and try to figure out what the problem was. Why? Because the Ford didn't create my GMC. Go to God. He created you just like you are. Awesome. Unique. Wonderful. And say, God, show me. Where do I fit? Where do I fit? Show me the, the areas of my life that need some chiseling. 
You know, that mason would take that rock and he'd set it in that spot. Then he'd pick it up and chisel a little more, set it in the spot. You know what? He couldn't find out the right fit until the, the rock was going into the spot. Find your spot and let God chisel you in. I don't think any of us expect you to be perfect. We're not. Will you do that? Will you honestly say, God, where do I fit in this whole thing? Because you do. Now, if you're here and you, you say, Leon, I'm not a Christian. I've never asked Jesus to come into my heart to be the Lord of my life. Right now, we're going to give you that opportunity. I did this many years ago, and it changed my life forever. If you're here and you say, man, I'm sick of my life. I'm sick of all this stuff going on. I need Jesus. I'm going to ask everyone that's a believer in this audience if you would just bow your heads right now and begin to pray. Prayer team people, if you would like to find your place to welcome in these people into the body of Christ. But you're here and you say, Leon, you're talking about me. I don't know Jesus. I've never asked him to be my Lord. But this morning there's something that's, that's gnawing at your heart. That's called the Holy Spirit. And he's calling you and saying, come on. Come on. We love you. God loves you. If you want to make that decision this morning, very simply right where you're at, I'm going to ask you just to put your hand up in the air. And as you do, you're saying, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Lord. Now I'm going to ask everyone if you would pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for taking my sin. Thank you for what you've done for me. And now, Father, by faith in your word, I receive forgiveness. I receive freedom. Thank you for taking the guilt and the condemnation and giving me peace. Now, if you're listening through the live stream, I believe there's a way for you to communicate um, in the live stream if you've given your hearts to Jesus. If you're here this morning and you prayed that prayer with me, I'm going to be up here in the front. Jason will be up here in the front. There are prayer people all around this, this sanctuary right now that would love to pray with you.
and welcome you into the body of Christ. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.